then when welcome to Becoming Your Best Version. My name is Maria Leonard Olson, and I interview amazing, inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine in this journey of life. So I met this extraordinary young woman at a conference, a women's conference, and she, I learned a bit about what she was doing and I was intrigued. And the more I learned, the more excited I got about her work. It's so timely and important and giving, and I think you'll like her too. Gita Bakshi spent 14 years with the CIA doing counterterrorism work that she can't talk about and focusing on the war in Afghanistan, bestowing upon her an enormous responsibility to help protect innocent lives from terrorist adversaries. Gita is a second generation American of South Asian descent and the founder of FAMIL, a nonprofit organization dedicated to help, helping Afghan allies, allies and their families resettle in the United States. After the evacuation of American troops from Kabul this past summer, Gita founded FAMIL, which means family in Afghanistan, to help Afghan allies of the United States, just as they helped Americans in Afghanistan for so many years. FAMIL is dedicated to assisting Afghan allies, allies and their families in the US. They provide comprehensive support to the Afghan families with a focus on employment, education, and integration. Their vision is for displaced Afghan families to rebuild their lives, pursue their dreams, and, work, and become contributing members of their new communities in the US. See www.familusa.org to learn more about her important work, to get involved, or to donate. These are people that helped us in our times of need, and now we have a chance to help them. So welcome, Gita. Thank you, Maria. It's wonderful to, to see you and to speak with you today. Thank you. And tell us how, I think I know the answer from your bio, but how <laughs> did you come to start this very important and timely organization, FAMIL? Uh, well, you know, this was not something that I knew uh, until I was really kind of watching the events unfold um, in Afghanistan and seeing the, the government collapse and the people kind of really struggling to, to survive. Um, I didn't know until that moment that that FAMIL would, would be born and that we would find um, a way to give back to these, these people who helped our country for so long. Um, but really, I, I was working on a law school application on a Sunday afternoon. I got a phone call from a friend in Afghanistan that um, she's an Afghan American that was stranded there. And really just hearing the chaos that was happening behind her. And then for the next several days, getting a lot of frantic phone calls from, from friends who were stranded in Afghanistan. I felt compelled to get involved and to do something, um, especially for those allies that were coming to the US to, to really restart their lives from nothing. So um, I, I, I met with a friend of mine that week. We kind of shared some tears and shared some um, some memories and gave each other some strength about what was about to unfold. Um, and we 
came up with this idea that, hey, let's find a way to give back to these allies, just as they had given back so much of their lives to Americans for so long. And that's where we got the idea to form Fangyal. That's beautiful. I mean, plenty of people, including myself, lament terrible things happening in the world, but you actually did something. I mean, who even knows how to start a nonprofit? Was the, was the journey difficult to getting uh, your 501c3 application through and getting everything you needed, the infrastructure to actually start doing the work? Maria, I'm still learning. <laughs> you know, um, look, I come from a career that if, if, if I was asked to come up with a, an idea involving counterterrorism, sure, you're, we're, talk, we're speaking the same language. But nonprofit work, although in my heart, I've always wanted to do nonprofit work. And I've been blessed to be involved and do volunteer work um, on, in different charity organizations. But starting a nonprofit was definitely a journey that I did not entirely um, appreciate until doing it myself. And it has been a tremendous learning experience. Um, it's also been very fulfilling to be on the ground and working with with Afghan families who are here um, in the US military bases um, and who are now starting to resettle into new homes. Um, so yes, it has been a tremendous learning experience, I will say, um, setting up a nonprofit. That's amazing and wonderful. And I love how on your website, there are also items that you need, like a baby wish list, a children's wish list, a kitchen wish list. It's a really great way to concretely help another human being. And I think all of us in the US, whether we acknowledge it or not, are descendants at least from immigrants. So let's help these newest immigrants resettle here. I'm so impressed that you got this going and that you're doing concrete work for, I mean, not faceless individuals, real people here who need our help. Yeah. So tell us um, if if you had a wish list for our <laughs> listeners of a way they can help you and well, Famille actually and the families that you're serving, what yeah. would you ask them to do? You know, the number one need we have, um, or let me let me take a step back. The number one need that families have right now is moral support, mentoring, and really for somebody to show them the right path. Um, a lot of what we do in Famil is based on mentoring. We've, we've, among our team, we have a lot of talented individuals, many who served on the ground in Afghanistan or lived there or grew up there. Um, and they understand the experiences and the challenges that are facing these newly arrived families. So one of the services that we provide is mentoring and moral support which is not something that, you know, um, that we can really put a price on. To be able to, to help a family that's facing an emotional hardship is it's something very real and it's something very human. Um, and that's something that we're heavily focused on doing. Um, in terms of what we could, what we would need more of is really just raising awareness about this cause. There's always a need for dedicating, dedicated funding. And I think that's something that we would be incredibly appreciative for. As a newly established nonprofit, we, we obviously are starting um, from scratch, but we've been able to do so much in short time that I'm confident if we were to scale this out, we would have a much, much bigger impact 
Um, so really what, what I would say is our number one need or what these families need the most of right now is, um, is support that, uh, that is, is truly priceless and it can't be bought, but it needs to be given through that human element. What FAMIL needs to do that is dedicated funding so we can get more and more support pushed out to all the states across the country where these families are resettling and where they need, um, they need advocates, they need cultural ambassadors, and they need people to help kind of guide them along the best path. So are you going to set up a way for individuals to serve as mentors? Is that part of what you will do? Absolutely. Right now, what we've done is done uh, a lot of word of mouth. Um, and the, the support that we've received from veteran communities has been overwhelming. And I would say both the U.S. veteran community, but also the Afghan veteran community and those that served um, in Afghanistan and, and found their way in the U.S. in previous years. So, uh, but absolutely, we are looking for more, more mentors, um, individuals that uh, are able to dedicate some time just to giving back to a family through a one-on-one -on -one meeting, through a conversation. That's so awesome. I love your website. It's really well done. Beautiful photography, beautiful quotes, and this one is my favorite. Helping one person might not change the world, but it might help change the world for one person. That's so profound and so true. Like sometimes if you're walking down the street and you smile at someone, yours might be the only smile that person sees all day. Yeah. And there's such a ripple effect in kindness that we perform as individuals. And I am just so in awe of the work that you're doing. Um, there's a beautiful message from the founder on the website, which um, it's not that long, I'll read it to you. I am one of several thousand Americans who dedicated much of my life to supporting the US mission in Afghanistan and working side by side with our Afghan allies, many of whom risked their lives to protect Americans like me for two decades. Our Afghan allies and their families are kind-hearted souls who believe in serving others before themselves. They are the same souls who dedicated their lives to the US mission and kept our families safe in Afghanistan for so many years. They welcomed Americans to Afghanistan like members of their families when we were away from our own families. They became our families and we became theirs, hence the name Famil, which means family in Afghanistan. I guess I'm not really saying Afghanistan correctly because I'm noticing <laughs> the way you say it is so much more beautiful. Oh no, you're fine. <laughs> Did you learn how to speak the language there? You know, I learned, um, I did learn how to speak the language uh, just through the work I did with, um, with Afghans over the years um, and also just studying the Afghan culture. I don't speak um, the language as well as I once used to, mm -hmm. but uh, I understand it uh, to some degree. So it is, it is a beautiful language, both Dari and Pashto are beautiful languages, but definitely difficult to, to uh, become an expert in those unless you have a chance to study them more. Yeah, I, I bet. And you, like, like myself, are um, descendant from an Asian family yeah. and uh, different parts of Asia, but Asia nonetheless. 
So did you get any pushback from relatives asking, you know, there's such a need in India as well. Why are you not helping Indian immigrants or doing something within our own culture because there's such a need? Did you face that from anyone? You know, I I haven't. And I think this nonprofit Famil is unique in the sense that we are focusing on, you know, the Afghan um, crisis right now. Um, that said, I've always, charity has always been kind of a, a, a very important part of my life. And I, I have, and I still do um, charitable work focused on India and other parts of the world. Um, I think it's important to, to really give back to people who need it, whether it's India, Afghanistan, you know, right here in the US um, and, and really internationally, anytime there's a crisis, or there's not a crisis, but people still need help. So um, really what I've done with Famil was just, it, it's something that I've built uh, of my own, but I do hope to take this and to scale it into something much more long-term down the road where we can do um, you know, crisis support to other issues that are, that are facing the US and our interests. Absolutely, there are so many needs in the world and and I think uh, what you're doing is so beautiful. So what would you say to other people out there who see a need and want to start a nonprofit but have no idea where to start? What uh, in your journey, you've likely learned some shortcuts or at least in hindsight, some ways you might have approached this. What, what would be some advice you'd give to someone who wants to start a nonprofit? I would say get involved now. So get involved in a a nonprofit that you connect with, that you feel that you share that vision. Get involved now. Um, In that experience, you'll not only find that personal fulfillment and and that desire that you have to do philanthropy or to do charitable work, but you'll also learn a lot about how nonprofits work. So, you know, starting a nonprofit, I think can be, you know, if you look at it, it, from, from far away, it can be overwhelming. It's just like starting, uh, in some ways, it's like starting another business, but getting involved in nonprofit work, it's not, you know, this is, this is something anybody can do. It's, it's, there's a human element to this. It's from one heart to another, and it's something anyone can do. So if you, if you have a dream of starting a nonprofit, get involved in a, in a organization that you connect with now um, it will inspire you to start your journey and it will, it will get you to where you want to go in terms of starting your own nonprofit. Yeah. So you mentioned it's like having a business. So is this your primary work at this time or are you job searching simultaneously? <laughs> like I can imagine it could take every minute of your day to do this work. Oh my gosh, Maria, this is, so, you know, I, I don't, I won't complain about this because it, I'm truly fulfilled doing this, but yes, this is a seven days a week. This is a eat, sleep and breathe it. Um, and this is my primary work right now, which as you can imagine, as a startup with very little uh, funding to start with, we are working primarily on volunteer hours uh, for all of my team. Um, but it's, it's because people feel very compelled and dedicated to do it that we're doing it. Um, before starting FAMIL, I was, like I mentioned, I was getting ready to apply to law school and pursuing um, a, a different career in the private sector, which I've now put aside. 
because Famille and this cause really, really needs me. And I, and I recognize that and I want to give it my all. So this is it for me. This is my career. This is my way forward. And I, and I love it. That is so awesome. I'm so happy for you that you found something that you're passionate about that is doing such critical work. Can you tell us the story, maybe, of course, without using names of one of your families that you've helped Absolutely. and something, something concrete that you saw that made a difference? I, I tell you, Maria, it, to this moment, as we're talking about this, it still, it still brings a tear to my eye. Um, one of the families that, uh, that I met and that I helped recently, um, it was an individual who for 18 years had been a security specialist and a soldier uh, working with the Afghan government and, and supporting the U.S. mission in many ways. Um, he, from the age of maybe 18, that was his career. So for 18 years, his best friend was, um, was his work. You know, he didn't have books in his hand. He had a rifle because that was his, his job. His job was to protect Afghan and coalition forces. And that's all he knew. Uh, he also was blessed to have a beautiful family. He has six children. They're all beautiful young adults um, and young, ranging from the age of college down to elementary school. And um, I met him. We spoke a little bit about um, kind of his experience coming into the country and what he was feeling. And as he was remembering his journey, he said, I will never, I will never pick up a rifle again. Mm. I will only pick up books from now on. Mm. And his number one challenge, which he expressed to me was, how am I going to educate my children in, in, in a country, in a new country that we've never been here? We don't know what, to, what the system, school system is going to look like. Um, will they be able to learn? And um, I provided him some, some guidance just based on my personal experience of the school system here um, and really gave him the reassurance that, hey, your children have a beautiful future and you have a beautiful future and your wife has a beautiful future here because this is the land of opportunity. And it was just very, um, you know, it was, it was very heart touching to hear him say that the world that he knew, the life that he knew that he had left behind, including his, his elder parents, um, it was so heartbreaking for him to go through that. But on the other hand, he was so appreciative of the U.S. government and of the opportunity to give his children an education in, in this country. And um, to hear him say, you know, replacing what he lost with books, it was just a beautiful, a beautiful feeling to hear him say that. Because mm -hmm. I think people really understand that what they have left behind is, is something that they have to accept. But what lies ahead in the future they lie ahead is something that is, that is beautiful and has tremendous potential. Oh, that's a beautiful story. You are changing lives and that <laughs> must make you feel so good. It makes me feel really good to know you. It feels really good. Thank you, Maria, first of all, for saying of it. It feels really good to put my head down at night knowing that I maybe put a smile on someone's face or I maybe did something more meaningful by giving them guidance that, that would help shape their life, whether it's giving them advice about a job or helping them find a job, um, helping them understand um, how to educate their children here, getting them educational material, or just helping them again by providing moral support. 
Um, and it's not just me. I, I will say none of this would be possible without the, the support that Famil has in our small team here. So I, I really don't want to take credit for the amazing work that my team is doing. Without them, I myself and Famil would not be possible. So I, I give them full credit for what for what we're doing. Um, but yes, it certainly feels very good to to go to you know to close the end of the day and put your head down, knowing that have I made a difference in someone's life today? And then being able to reflect on how I did and how my team did. Oh, absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful work you're doing and light you are putting out into the world. So tell us, what do you do yourself to become <laughs> your best version? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, for me, to be my best version, I practice resilience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remind myself every day to have faith that what is meant to be will be. And I take the blessings and the difficulties in life. And I try to practice embracing that all of these experiences are actually blessings that have helped me grow into the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, resilience is something that has been taught to me, not through reading a book, but through the lineage of extremely resilient women in my life who have survived unbelievable tragedies. Both of my grandmothers lost uh, their husbands when their children were still young, mm. which is really difficult in a male dominated society like India and, you know, in the 1950s and 60s. Um, my mother is a first-generation American who moved to the U.S. from India in the 1970s um, and faced, you know, her fair share of challenges, kind of uh, adjusting and assimilating here, but she did it. And then she had three children, myself and my siblings, and, and raised us to be, you know, strong individuals and, um, and I, I appreciate that this lineage of extremely resilient women um, has helped me be who I am today. And it's not just the women in my life, it's also the men. I, I'm blessed to be surrounded by extremely resilient people, period. Um, and, and that has really helped me learn to, to face challenges, embrace them and overcome them. Um, and that's what, I would, that's what I would tell you, Maria. Well, that is a beautiful answer and something all of us can learn from because we all come from small, from very strong people. Otherwise, we likely wouldn't be here anymore, because all of us uh, stand on the shoulders of other people. Whether it's our line, our bloodline, or um, our chosen family, the people we choose to surround ourselves with are examples of resilience. And we can give up, or we can move forward. And you are a shining light in my life of someone who does good in the world, who chooses to make a difference uh, one person at a time. And I am so blessed to have you in my life. Oh, Maria, thank you. Likewise, I, I'm so grateful that we met. I feel like there was, this is an example of things that are meant to be. You end up meeting such beautiful people in life and I'm, I'm truly grateful for your friendship. Oh, thank you. So again, you can learn more about this extraordinary and useful and helpful work at familusa.org. Thank you, Gita, for being with us today. And everyone, 
benefits from your beautiful words and very helpful guidance. Thank you, Maria. I'm honored to, to have the opportunity to have done this. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.